Hi, this is Dave Summers, and welcome to AMA Edgewise. Catherine Solman is a recognized thought leader in helping women navigate the many stages of work and life. Through her blog and coaching firm, Nine Lives for Women, she is one of the few voices strongly encouraging women to always work at every age and life stage to achieve long-term financial security. A frequent media resource, her expertise has been called upon by The Today Show, NPR, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Times, CBS News, and many more. She's the author of a book that we're going to be discussing here today, Ambition Redefined, Why the Corner Office Doesn't Work for Every Woman and What to Do Instead. And it's published by Nicholas Brearley. Catherine, welcome to AMA Edgewise. Well, thank you for having me. Let's just jump into the topic here. Now, in the book, you mentioned that climbing the corporate ladder is not a path that all women want or should follow. Okay, so what's the alternative that you're suggesting? Well, first, I want to put a finer point on that question, because really what I'm saying is that it's not a path that all women should feel pressured to follow, because I think today there's a tremendous amount of pressure to lean in and get to the top and to do this for the sisterhood. And the fact is that big power jobs don't necessarily mesh with two other big jobs, which is caring for children and aging parents. So what I say is that anybody who wants to get to the top should absolutely have the path and the support to do so. And I certainly personally hope that there's a woman president soon and that there are more women at the top of corporations. But they have to be the women who really feel that that kind of position fits their life. And what I see is that the majority of women want to lean in between to find professional, flexible work that fits and funds life. And I, I think it's time to acknowledge that up is not the only way forward for women, that there are lots of ways to grow in place, that you don't always have to be chasing the huge titles. There's so many ways to grow professionally, expanding your portfolio of expertise, leading projects and people at any level, being a mentor, finding new and efficient ways to solve problems, and representing companies in industries and communities. Now, for women just starting their careers, just beginning, what strategies should they be keeping in mind to prepare for, let's say, a family hiatus? Well, I'm one of the few people who puts a stake in the ground and says that I firmly believe that women should always work. So instead of planning for a hiatus, plan for times when you're going to be in heavy caregiving mm -hmm. and think ahead as a young person coming out of college or business school or whatever, think ahead to the kinds of industries, the kinds of positions that could be flexible right now mm -hmm. or could be flexible down the road when you need more flexibility. So, for example, being a surgeon mm -hmm. or being an investment banker, it's very hard to get flexibility at any time. If you are a writer or a marketing professional, there are many, many different ways to work in a flexible mm -hmm. way. So it's really just thinking ahead and being aware of the future of work. We're moving to a freelance economy. Sure and also being aware of which companies and industries are really pushing the envelope on flexibility. But you'd have to say that from a business environment standpoint, from a technology-enabled standpoint, there's never been a better time to never have, have, a better have time. these options. Absolutely, yes. 
why shouldn't women let the cost of childcare keep them out of the workforce? Because you hear that as a, I'm not going to say an excuse. You hear that as a reason all the time. I just, I just can't afford it. Right. Childcare is definitely a huge cost, but the bigger cost is staying out of the workforce and letting your expertise go stale. The Center for American Progress quantifies this dilemma with a interactive child care cost calculator. It's a great resource. And is, that, is that available online? Yes. And they use the example of a 30-year-old woman who earns $50,000 a year, mm-hmm. and she takes a three-year hiatus. And during that hiatus, she forfeits $150,000 in income, $140,000 in lost wage growth, and $125,000 in retirement assets and benefits over her career lifespan. Mm -hmm. So that's $415,000 compared to the average cost of full-time daycare for five preschool years, which is $55,000 or the average cost of an au pair for those five preschool years, which is $95,000. So that's a comparison. Again, three years out of the workforce, Mm $415,000. It is a fraction, basically, Mm -hmm. to pay for child care for even longer, for five years. In your experience, do people have trouble taking a long view, and it's all such an immediate, emotional almost decision? Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Women often do drop out of the workforce. They just do to provide child care, as we discuss here. And, you know, elder care, parents, grandparents are living longer here. What are some common mistakes that these women make when they attempt to restart their career? They attempt to re-enter the work environment. Well, I've been working with returning professional women for about 15 years, and I see three major mistakes. The first one is that they stay out too long. Often women who say that they are interested in getting back to work talk about it for quite a long time. It could be months, it could be years. Mm. And part of that reason is because they believe that the only way to work is in the very traditional more than full-time job tied to your desk, basically. And the average time out of the workforce is 12 years. So 12 years ago, the workplace was quite different than it is today. Mm -hmm. And so they're remembering the rigid workforce that they chose to leave behind and not really aware of all the flexibility that now exists and that is continuing to unfold. The second thing is that they lose their confidence, and I always say the first thing that falls through a resume gap is your confidence, Mm. and they think that, I mean, I've actually had women who have MBAs and used to work on Wall Street or for a major corporation tell me that they no longer have any skills, and that's pretty much impossible, especially because most women who do stay out of the workforce for a long time are what I call mega volunteers. They do some very significant volunteer work. It's not just baking cookies for the classroom. They're on the board of trustees of schools, or they're running the Planning and Zoning Commission, or doing a lot of philanthropic board work. So all of those things require business skills. And so when you're going back to work, you have to repackage your skills and Package those skills 
in the same way that you would for paid work. Okay. Well, well, that's excellent lead into my next question, which is, you know, how should one of these people who are returning evaluate things like salary or compensation or, or benefits or whatever in making decisions that lead to returning to work? Well, the first thing they have to assess is whether they are current. Okay. And if you've been out of the workforce for two years or less, you're typically still considered current. If you have been out of the workforce for longer than two years, you're no longer considered current. So the current professionals may have kept their hand in a bit, may have done a little bit of freelance work, may have stayed engaged with their professional association. Mm -hmm. And if they are perceived as current, there's pretty much a good chance that you're going to walk into the salary and title that you left behind. Mm -hmm. If you've been out much longer then you have to be thinking about what's my level now and what would I be compensated at that level. And there really isn't a website that you can go to to determine that. The best way to get that information is through networking research. And if they find that they've either gone over this threshold or the nature of the industry that they once knew or whatever has changed so rapidly that the salary, the compensation being offered is not as much as they were previously making, does that lead to other considerations and thoughts or directions? It probably will be the case that they will not be making as much if they've been out more than two years. That's a given, you know, take a step back, accept that factor. It doesn't have have to be a huge step back. But if you've been out 5, 10, or the average of 12 years, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to have to take a step back. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that... Women, especially women who are at one time were, you know, high achievers, Mm. MBAs, lawyers, you know, had big corporate jobs, and husbands often think that only a six-figure salary makes it worth it Mm. to work, Mm. and that keeps women out of the workforce as well. And it's just not true, because Mm. any work that you do is adding to your portfolio of skills and giving you more current experience. And in my book, I give a very conservative example of a woman who is 45 years old. She goes back to work part-time, near her home, no commute. It's $25 an hour, 20 hours a week. And just for the sake of discussion, for the next 20 years, she has the same job Mm -hmm. at the same compensation. If she could save and invest all of those earnings she would have an extra $500,000 at age 65 Mm -hmm. for her retirement, Mm -hmm. which is huge because many women and men don't even have a million dollars saved for retirement. So that's, and that's from a, you know, a small part-time job. And again, a conservative example, because lots of returning professionals will earn more and also get raises over that 20-year period. Mm -hmm. Another thing that the business marketplace these days can afford in certain situations is this whole concept of flex work or job sharing or whatever. How would you suggest that a person listening to this podcast, you know, get started with determining whether something like flex work is available to them or something they should be considering? Well, the first thing is really to understand what kind of flex work is available. And today there are six different kinds of flex work if you want to get a paycheck from an employer. Mm -hmm. And then the seventh option would be endless options of being an entrepreneur and being your own boss. But if you are looking to get a paycheck from an employer, you have the option of a full-time job with flexibility. Often women say, 
a full-time job would never be flexible. But today, full-time jobs can be flexible in terms of hours and where you work. Mm -hmm. Then there's a part-time job. Everybody knows there are part-time jobs, but they typically think that that means going to a local retail store. Today, there are professional part-time jobs. And if you can find a part-time job that is at least 30 hours and you're working for a company that has 50 employers or more, then you can get benefits. Then there's a compressed work week. If you're regularly working 40 hours and you can compress all your hours into four days, you get a fifth day off. So another form of flexibility. There's partial or full telecommuting, meaning working outside of the employer's office. Today, there are jobs that are advertised at the outset as being 100% telecommuting jobs. And Mm -hmm. you can either work at home or now there are so many co-working spaces. A lot of people will work in a space that's close to home and not have the very long commute. Or it could be partial telecommuting, you know, one or two days a week. There are job shares. That is one of the less common forms of flexibility, but if you can make it work and find the right partner, it's a great option. And then finally, there are short-term freelance assignments, and then there are women who say, you know, I'd really like to develop a specialty, a practice. I'd like to be a marketing consultant or a finance consultant. And then you can create an LLC, and then you hire yourself out for longer term and usually more complex projects over time. That's cool. And just to wrap up, I'm going to ask you a question I ask pretty much everybody who I interview. We at the AMA, we like to think we're in a position to help people who are just new to management, who are just stepping up to a management role or aspire to leadership or you know need help on certain things or whatever or even a sense of community. What do you think is in this book for someone who's either just new to management or aspires to leadership? I really think that what I'm saying in this book is that you need to find the work that fits your life. And I think that we all can be seduced by power and money and prestige and, ooh, I could have that bigger title and, ooh, I could get 20% more income or whatever. But you really have to think it through. Is that job really going to fit your life? Because I'm a career coach, and I see many, many women on the other side of that Mm -hmm. who take the big job and then find that it really doesn't fit their lives. And then it's very hard to untangle and very difficult to step back at that point. So something like this would put them on the path to thinking about it earlier. You thinking know. about it yeah, earlier exactly. and and realizing that, you know, life has many you never knows. Right, um, exactly. And we don't only have one job. Yep. We You know, we have the professional job, True. but women also are the primary caregivers right. for children and aging parents. We've been speaking to Catherine Salmon. She's the author of Ambition Redefined, Why the Corner Office Doesn't Work for Every Woman and What to Do Instead. Catherine, best of luck with the book. Thanks so much. Follow American Management Association on Twitter to learn more about upcoming free programs, the latest news, management insights, and special offers. You can follow us at A-M-A-N-E-T. That's A-M-A-N-E-T. Hope to tweet to you real soon.
feedback very seriously here at the AMA. If you get a minute, you have some thoughts about this program or additional questions, just send an email to us at podcasts at amanet.org. 